This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting Sales EQ, Objections and Inked, and I'm here to help you fill up your pipeline, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. Welcome back to part three of my conversation with Alex Goldfein on 5-Minute Selling. And on this episode, we talk about rejection. The truth is, is that human beings fear rejection. We hate rejection and we avoid rejection at all costs. But in sales, your job is to go out and find rejection and bring it home. So Alex and I talk about how you can break up rejection into doable doses so that it's easier to handle and you gain something called obstacle immunity. Now, what obstacle immunity is, is when you face a fear over and over and over again, it gets easier to handle it. So when you break up rejection into doable doses, you gain this immunity and it makes it easier to have more phone calls, have better conversations, and to grow your sales faster. You're going to love this conversation. But first, let's talk about one of my favorite virtual selling tools, DocuSign. I wrote about DocuSign in Virtual Selling because DocuSign makes it easy for you to get contracts signed anywhere, anytime, on any device. And because it's easy, it helps you deliver a better customer experience. And we know that when customers have a great experience with you, it makes it more likely that they're going to buy from you. Go check out DocuSign right now at DocuSign.com. That's DocuSign.com. Now, here's my conversation with Alex Goldfein on breaking rejection up into doable doses. The last time we were together, I, I, you know, I just, I have this clip on YouTube because it's my favorite clip in the world. Like you're like, we get paid to talk to people. Like, that's what we do. We talk to people. So go talk to people. And, you know, and, and I do a lot of work with the military because we, we wrote a book called Fanatical Military Recruiting yeah. and spend time training the military. And when we stand in front of military recruiters, we're like, listen, this is really simple. The more people you talk to, the more people you're going to enlist. It's really simple stuff. So why are you sending emails? Go talk to people. Just go have a conversation. It's just that simple. And, you know, some people are going to say no. Some people are going to say yes. But along the way, you're going to learn and you're going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to have, you know, interpersonal relationships. And, and even now, like when so much of our, our world is being blended into virtual, you know, you go back and talk about the phone. I mean, the phone is like the workhorse of virtual selling and, yeah. and the phone isn't new. 1876, Alexander totally. Graham Bell made the first phone totally. call. Totally. I got to tell you something. Yesterday I had a, a Zoom meeting set up with a prospect and it was, it was at the end of the day, it was like four o'clock here and it was at the end of a long day of like lots of Zoom meetings, you know, where everybody's a little box on the screen, right? And I got him where, and he sent me the Zoom link and we started talking to each other just like this. You and I are on Zoom right now. And I said, so I, listen, I got to tell you, I want to walk around with my phone or I want to put my feet up and, and not be on a camera. Can we take this to a telephone? And then we started talking to each other. And I almost feel like there's more dimension and depth now to a phone call as compared to a Zoom call. Because I feel like I'm doing more Zoom than phone right now. You know, there's more depth on a phone call almost because like, I'm doing it less, right? And I, and I miss the telephone. And look, in the 80s, it's all we had, right? As, as, as recently as the 80s. And then in the 90s, we started getting email in other ways. And I think, uh, for, for those of you watching us right now, I think if you can get good at the telephone, right? If you can really get, get yourself comfortable with selling on the phone, you will put so much distance between yourself 
and the 95% of salespeople who don't do well on the telephone, that they will never be able to catch up to the distance that you build. You'll get so far ahead of them that they'll never be able to make up that distance. That's how important the telephone is right now. And it's, you know, it is a blend. So this is, you know, this is what I'm teaching salespeople right now is and get used to the word blending because it's blending the phone with video, with in-person, with direct messaging, with text messaging, and it's meeting the buyer where they are. Yeah. So, you know, I wrote this book, Virtual Selling, and, you know, yeah, the, the front half of the, well, the front half of the it's book awesome. is about video, and then we shift into the telephone, and, you know, people are like, should I do video or the phone? I said, you should use the, the medium. You should use the communication channel that is the right communication channel for the moment. So exactly what you just described, you're on a Zoom call, and you're like, you know what? Let's just, let's just move this to the phone. It'll be more comfortable for you, more comfortable yeah. for me. In a lot of cases, yeah. I can pick up the phone and have a quick conversation with you, and I should be doing that versus like scheduling a Zoom call so I can have a phone call. That That's doesn't right. make any sense. That's right. But yeah. I, think, I think more than anything, it's, it's, it's this concept of having a conversation with people. And let's go back to your book because yeah. this, you know, when we think about rejection and, and, and just the, the concept of rejection, this is not a psychological issue. This is a biological issue. Human beings that are more sensitive to rejection have, have over time performed better than people who are not because it keeps you from being arrogant. It tells you where the lines are crossed. This is the problem that in sales, your job is to go out and find some rejection and bring it home. Like that's what that's your right. job is. So if that's your job, you got to go face it. And the easiest way to, to deal with your fear of someone rejecting you, which is all it is, right? You're just, you're just, you just have the perception that you're going to get rejected. You didn't actually get rejected. So you didn't make the phone call based on your worry that you might get rejected. Isn't that weird? But that's what we did. Yeah. But your brain treats it all the same. So just like, for example, in Spartan races or in Outward Bound or even in military training, what they do is they run you up against small obstacles a little at a time until you get used to them. It's called obstacle immunity, and it becomes normal. Mm. And if you just think about your system and how powerful it is, yeah. if you just do this, if you just do it a little bit every day, like five minutes a day, you do these touches, you're, you're, you're reducing the, you know, your fear of rejection to a really small part of your day. But as you start facing that over and over and over again, it should get easier and easier and easier for you to handle the rejection. And basically what you start doing is you start um, building a chain of days in a row where you're investing this five minutes in, in having conversations with customers. And, and I, I, I'm curious on your opinion on, on what I just said. So that's my part one. So take that and put that aside. And then what happens when you chain these days together? Let's say that you do 30 days of five minutes a day talking to your customers. What happens to your pipeline? What happens to your business? What happens to your income? And by the way, what happens inside of you just as a human being? How do you feel differently? So could you address both of those things, the, the, facing the, the rejection just a little bit, how that helps yeah. you grow? And then yeah. what happens to your business when you start stringing these five minutes together? Good. So let's do them in order. Good questions. Uh, I think that, you know, in baseball, if you fail 70% of the time, you go to the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, and I see a baseball jersey up there, sales gravy, right? Um, <laughs> in sales, we fail more than 70% of the time, right? And in, in most, uh, most salespeople, if you're, if you're failing 80 to 90% of the time, you're doing pretty damn good, right? You're, you're succeeding. You're, you're having great sales. Uh, and so when we try to avoid every single no, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to get the yeses, you know, because we, we'd rather avoid the no than ask for the yes. And... Uh, 
the no's get us to the yeses. We need the no's, right? I must get the no's or else I'll never get to the yeses. I was having a conversation with somebody and he said, I've never failed at anything in my life. He honestly, with a straight face, he said this to me. And I said, are you kidding me? That, and I didn't say that. I took everything I had not to say this to him. I said, I thought to myself, then you've never tried anything interesting. You know, you've never tried anything halfway interesting if you've never failed. So I think that, especially in our game, when, in what we do in sales, um, I, I almost feel like the people who get the most no's, who get the most rejection, are the ones who are most successful because they're the ones who are trying the most, who are asking the most. You know, they're also the ones, if you get the most no's, you probably also get the most yeses because you're asking the most. So I agree completely that, uh, you know, and, and in my business, I, I sell large projects uh, for, for sales organizations, for customer-facing organizations, you know, in the six figures and, and sometimes in the seven figures. And a, a lot of times I get a no before I get a yes, right? So, and, and, and I, I've had entire years where every single sale that I've made told me no before they told me yes, right? So now I get a no and I say, good, I'm 80% of the way there. It's almost done, right? The sale's almost closed after I get the no. So for sure, uh, I think we just, you know, it's, it's, it's the fear in our head, which is much greater than uh, the, the actual, you know, I'm not there yet, or, or maybe my budget's not together yet. And so try a different way, right? Um, ask differently. Uh, reframe it somewhat. Uh, Thomas Edison said that many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up, right? So if you've already been rejected eight times by this prospect, a ninth rejection is literally no worse. It's the same. <laughs> There's no difference, right? So, so that's my bit on rejection. Are, are we good there? Do you need anything else on that? No, I, feel, I, th I, think, it's, I think it's great. I just think I like the, I like the five minutes a day. So for, for example, when I'm working with sales organizations on fanatical prospecting, uh, I'm working with a group right now. We're doing 10-minute phone blocks. We do 10 minutes, 10 dials at one appointment. And it's just so easy for people to rip off 10 dials. Some, some people make six or seven because they talk to people. Some of them make 20 because they have a bad yeah. list and they don't talk to anybody. But the, but the idea of, we call, it, we call them HIPs, or high-intensity prospecting sprints. But by doing these high-intensity sprints, they get a whole lot done because they're focused on one thing. Yeah. And we're breaking rejection up into doable doses, and it's easier not to think about it. And just, I'm so intrigued by the five-minute system that you created because I think that it's, it helps human beings deal with this natural aversion to rejection. There's nothing wrong with you. This is normal and it's human. But if you break it up in small pieces, it's a lot easier yeah. versus, you know, you think I got all day long. I mean, this just goes back to Parkinson's law, right? I got all day long to make these calls. So what do I do? I take all day all long day. to make these calls right. versus I'm going to, I'm going to do five minutes a day of this boom and then move to the next thing. What I, what I suspect is probably if you do five minutes of this, you can do five minutes more, you do five minutes, five more, minutes more. And it's yeah, going to get so, good to you because you're having good conversations. You're having yeah. positive interactions. You're, you're building optimism. And I, I had a salesperson say to me, you know, Alec, and he got an early look at the book and he said, Alex, I don't like to sell. And I said, most people don't like to sell. And then he said, but even I can do five minutes. Right. Yeah. And so it, because success comes quickly, right? It doesn't take a long time to get to a positive interaction, to get to a good conversation where now the second part of your question is, right? What happens to your business, but also what happens to you? What happens internally uh, in, in, in terms of mindset? Well, you're going to connect with somebody. Uh, in these times that we're in now, in, in the pandemic times, uh, people are having deeper, more meaningful 
more connected conversations, right? Um, you're you're going to build positivity. You're going to build optimism. Uh, you're 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 going to connect with a human, right? Who and people are craving that. We don't have very much of that anymore. Everybody's lives are upside down, right? They're not buying from where they normally buy. We're not selling from where we normally sell, and yet you can have this connection. And chances are you're probably going to talk about business, right? It's going to come up. You might say, what are you working on these days that I can help you with, right? That's how hard it is to pivot the conversation to business. And then they might tell you. And then as you said, they're probably going to bring up something else if you talk long enough that you, didn't, you don't even know to ask about because now they're sort of marinating and how can Jeb help me or how can Alex help me? They're thinking about it. And you're going to hang up the phone and you're going to go, holy smokes, that was good right? It took four minutes, or let's say you had a good call and it was 10 minutes, right? You connected, you talked about family, you feel good, you feel positive, And you go, huh, that feels a lot better than avoiding the phone, procrastinating, being um, down, right? Because I can't bring myself to pick up the phone. Uh, that bit of success and positivity and warm personal interaction is going to want is going to make you want to do it again. And that's how it works. If you give me five minutes a day, you can grow your sales tremendously, but you're going to want to do more than that. And so you will. I hope this episode inspires you to face your fear, pick up the phone, give somebody a call because that call might be the one that gets you in the door of your dream account or makes a difference in somebody's day. And don't forget, go check out DocuSign. It's one of the greatest virtual selling tools ever created because you can get contracts inked anytime, anywhere, on any device and create a better experience for your buyer. Make sure to stay tuned for part four of my conversation with Alex Goldfain on 5-Minute Selling. See you next time.